Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Adam Minahan here sitting with David Niles. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Hallelujah. He is risen. Truly, he is risen. Resurrexit. Resurrexit. Secret Dixit. Dude, we, we are so good at Latin now. Dude, I like... Now that we are taking our Latin class, it's almost like we are just... It, it's bene. It's bene. It's, yeah, majority bene. Yeah. It's amazing. It's just ridiculous. It's, is what it yeah, is. it's really what it is. I got a phone call from somebody asking me if I would consult on some older translations. They were looking for an expert. And on translations? They heard I had been studying. <laughs> really? Yeah. What did you tell them? I said I'd be happy to help for a small fee. For a small fee that you won't be able to afford. Yeah. And you'll be very upset with my, my work. <laughs> I Googled it. <laughs> How do you know? Yeah. It's a secret Google translation. I have learned. Do, do not, not under, under no circumstances should you trust Google Translate in the sphere of Latin. No. Lingua I'm, Latina. No, no notion. Uh, you should. Okay. There's. We have new listeners. We're on new stations in Texas. It would be good for us to rehash the story. Okay, yeah. So uh, we, you know, say cheers to Jesus. It's like one of our things, phrases, motto, mantra. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Whatever, oh, can I, can I do this while you? Yes. And so one day I was like, you know, it would be cool to know how to say cheers to Jesus in Latin. There's this thing called the internets, and you can you can find stuff like this. You can learn things that you don't know. And so I pull up Google Translate. Type in, cheers to Jesus. It says, Eu bensium Jesu. And it's like, perfect. Done. And so I start saying it. And we start saying it for months. Yes. We're saying this, Eu bensium Jesu. And then we go to Clear Creek with Brother Nesbitt. He was on our, you can go look up the episode. And then we say it. Because you were like all proud. I mean, we were like, yeah, we, we basically. Going to impress him. We basically speak Latin. Right. I don't know if you know this, Padre. Potter. Potter. <laughs> um, but uh, then he's like, as soon as the segment was over, he just starts cracking up. And he says, what did you say? And I was like, oh, you bensium yesu. And he's laughing even harder. He's like, that doesn't mean anything. That's totally nonsensical. And it's like, no, it means cheers to Jesus. He's like, no, it definitely does not. <laughs> it means like... I forget what he said, but it yeah, was like totally that. nonsensical. And it's like, oh, it's a good thing nobody else speaks Latin either because Cause, otherwise this would be embarrassing. Because for months, <laughs> right? for months we've been saying it. No one called us out on it. They're just like, oh, well, apparently they know. Well, that's the thing. Say. Nobody speaks Latin. Right. So, but so tonight Round we're, we're going to talk about uh, uh, festivity. We're going to talk about the peepster. Yes. So, so we, Joseph peepster. We got a really, really awesome bottle of scotch. In order to be uh, fastidious. Fastidious? Hmm, that, I don't know. Is that the right? Fastidious? very... Fastidious. Uh, very questionable. I think maybe if I keep saying it, it'll, 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 work. Be, it'll just be right. Yeah, maybe so. People will just come around to my side maybe. of that word. Anyway, uh, we are drinking... We should tell them yes. what, what we're drinking. We're drinking Octomore this evening. Um, 11.1. 11.1. Uh, so this is only a five-year scotch. Really? The Octomore is? This one, it says, it's what it says, aged five years. Hmm. Um, but you know what? The Wee Beastie from Ardbeg is what? It's only, also five years, right? Yeah, five years. And uh, So Octomore, uh, I believe, kind of rose to fame because uh, when it came out, I think it was the 
most heavily peated scotch parts the, per million in the world. It was the, it was the heaviest. Right. And so here it has here on the bottle parts per million is 139.6. I don't know like what to compare that to. Uh, you know, like Ardbeg. Lefroy, maybe they're like in the 120s. I'm just kind of shooting from the hip there because I did look it up one time I don't and remember. I just am not really I've, sure. I've, I've looked it up as well. I can't recall. Myself. I think now there are other scotches that are higher than Octomore, but I don't think that they're as good. I think that's, you know, they're kind of like a one trick pony. Kind of like I the just, one chip w- challenge. Right. Like I just went for Pete. Right. You I, don't really want to drink this, right. you know? So anyway, this, this bottle. It was like 190 bucks, so it's expensive. It's expensive, but when you're when you're you know being fastidious as we are here in Easter, yes, for the, the octave of Easter. Yeah, we are still in the octave of Easter. Uh, you know, go big or go home. You know what I mean? With 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 prudence yeah. as a guide, of right. course. But we're, let's cheers. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, and then shout out to uh, uh, Danny and Tony Molina. Mm. They're here. Uh, They've been listening to the cat. They have tried their best to figure out ways to cut purgatory, like to cut into the purgatory right, so time. They're suffering. So they've been suffering listening and listening to, to our show. Uh, and Lecter, uh, Danny and Molina is here. Is in, here in, in studio. studio with us. Yes. Thank you for being here. Yes. Do what? So what? Molino. 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 I said Molina, didn't I? Did I say Molina? <laughs> you're Malino. like Hector Molina. That's what you're thinking. That's what I was thinking of. Yes. So anyway, thank Th- you so much for being, being here. here again. Yeah. Seminarian in Nebraska yes. at Our Lady of Guadalupe Seminary. Excellent. So uh, I haven't tried it yet. I haven't either. But oh, Jim is uh, as here as well, so no one can oh, break yeah. in. Oh yeah. Hey Jim, is it? Would you call this? Would you call this scotch yummy? It's a nacho. It's delicious. It's a. It's oh, nacho. It's, it's better delicious. than better than yummy. So it, uh, the aroma is just like, wow. I haven't even got just like a foot away from my face, and it's like all over me. The Roma says it's initial notes of lemon, wet peat, pencil shavings, and (laughs) salt. (laughs) I I tried my best to say pencil shavings and kept going without laughing until I heard you laugh and I couldn't do it anymore. Uh, (laughs) There's a competition among scotch tasters that it's like, who can come up with the most like random things to describe Well, then we got peach yogurt, uh, cinder toffee, rubbery, smoky, almost anesthetic Notes coming from the peat smoke. Wow. Well balanced with a green fruit and malty notes coming uh, through mm. the spirit. Honey, malt, sugar, dried grass. Dried grass. I get that moisture out of there. Just good old dried grass. Uh, come through with thyme uh, with a little hint of ginger and wood spice. That's just on the nose. So, I believe it. I mean, I... <laughs> Do you how, have? Do you get you, any sweetness? I haven't tried it yet. Is there any sweetness to it? Because the I, first thing it says on taste is brown sugar sweetness. I don't know. Initially. I was so like the the. It is so powerful. I don't even know. It's like I I just tried it and I'm still sitting here going like, what just happened? That is incredible. Finally, a beverage that's almost as manly as I am. You know what I'm saying? Like. Oh, I like it. I just wish it was not. Wow, that is delicious. One hundred ninety dollars, but it is good. And it is sweet on the front. Like the the initial like is uh, the peat comes in gradually. It's it starts out sweet with the brown sugar and then oh, comes yeah. in. You were right. 
It does. Uh, it's very interesting. It also has that, so it says, uh, chili heat with high strength that carries Octomore DNA across the palate. It is clean. So it, it talks about even like chili. Remember when we had uh, Ardbeg Cory Vrecken? Yeah. And it had that peppery yeah, taste? Yeah, totally. There is some similarities there with this one. Uh-huh. Uh, that's, that really is good. amazing. That is a really, really good. Uh, how do they do scotch. that? That's. I don't know how they do that. Why isn't everybody doing this? Well, obviously, it costs too much. It's hard to do. Obviously, yeah. So it was distilled in 2014 from a 2013 harvest of 100% grown uh, barley in concerto, a full term uh, met. Uh, Phil, American whiskey cast with Jim Beam, Heaven Hill, and Jack Daniels is the barrels that they use. And then it's fifty nine point four percent ABV. So that, I mean, that's why it has a little bit. Of, it has kick. Okay. So it's strong. Yeah. Uh, has has a kick to it, and there's a limited of only thirty thousand bottles made. So wow. Um, Dave, so we are really getting close to releasing the Pat Flynn extra. A course that we're doing for the patron for patrons mm-hmm. on uh, like strength on fitness on nutrition the philosophy behind it why it's important for men to be fit um, as a protector provider establisher of the family yeah uh, and then like the how to with kettlebells he's the kettlebell guy he, yeah. we did a show with him uh-huh. uh, if you go back and, and just type in Pat Flynn on our on the Catholic Manager you'll you'll find it also like great philosopher. He is. He's extremely intelligent. Yeah. Um, so that course is coming out. I'm also in the process of working with uh, somebody on getting. A, I'm trying. We're trying to get the rights to it first, uh, but because that's always the appropriate thing to do. Yeah. Uh, but I think that we're going to be able to have the audiobook of Joseph Pieper's book that we're talking about tonight uh, in tune with the world: A Theory on Festivity. So we're going to try to audiobook it as well for our patrons. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. This is a, something that happened tonight. Wow. So anyway, if you go to patreon.com slash the Catholic Man Show, you can support the show. Who's going to do it? Are you going to be the, no, the voice? No, not at all. We should have Juan somebody do it. Else. We should have Juan do Juan it. Do it. In, in Spanish. Yeah. Si. Si. Um, so anyway, if you support the show, 100% of the, the your support goes to the show. Because stuff like this. Dave and I do not get a chance, uh, do not take any money for it. So. No. Uh, starting my second week in the, in the diocese this week. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I timed it perfectly. With I came into a five day weekend. Yeah. I, I timed it. I worked for three days. I got off five. That was like perfect timing on my part. Right. I want to work for the church. <laughs> sounds awesome. So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about working this week at the diocese. We have a USCC. Ooh, never mind. Never mind. I don't know if that's public yet. Whoa, bro. Pump the brakes. Yep. That's something that I will be working on, though. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back. You be- This segment of the Catholic Man Show is brought to you by the Catholic Woodworker. Go to thecatholicwoodworker.com for heirloom quality home, altars, crucifixes, and rosaries. It's also the only place where you can get the official rosary of the Catholic Man Show. Type in promo code TCMS for 10% off all purchases. TCMS for the Catholic Man Show. CatholicWoodworker.com.
Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. Juan Posada on the buttons. We've got two people guarding the door today, sitting in choir, if you will. We have the one and only Jim Spencer, and then we have Danny Molino, seminarian. Dressed, he looks like Neo, so I wouldn't mess with him. I'm not going to. Yeah. Well, you're closest to him, so it's not going to be me. Right. You're right. I might instigate. You know, Shocker. Like, you are an enabler. Hey, Danny, he's talking crap about you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're talking about the Peepster today. Yeah. We're Just drinking a ridiculous, paper. like, over-the-top scotch. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about uh, festivity. We want to talk about festivity. It was interesting because... I've been trying, like, I've been reading through this book, actually through Adoration, and I've been wanting to do a topic on festivity, uh-huh. and then it was your turn to, to pick the topic, and you had mentioned you wanted to do it, and I was like, well, let's just do it together instead of... Yeah. Us. I mean, here we are, it's right after Easter. If ever there's a time to celebrate, it's now. I mean... And understanding what, you know, how to celebrate. Yeah. You know, it's the same way with, like, leisure. You have to understand what leisure is in order to do it well. Totally. Um, so you have to understand what uh, festivity is in order to do it well. Yeah. And we go back to Joseph Pieper, who is a German philosopher. Don't hold that against him. He's a phenomenal uh, yeah. mystic philosopher. Because he's dead um, now. He is. He is dead. Yes, he yeah. has passed away. Yeah. In the 90s, I believe. Right. Um, and But he's a great Thomistic philosopher. He did leisure, the basis of culture, uh, the four cardinal virtues, and among other... Uh, abuse of language, abuse of power, among, among other books. He goes by the Peepster on on our on show. On our show, yeah. Um, and so we're going to talk about uh, his book, "In Tune with the World: A Theory on Festivity." And it's another short book. Well, it's, yeah, his books are really essays, right. uh, with with a, only a couple, a couple exceptions, right? Mostly, it's a comp, uh, like a compilation of his essays. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that because. You can actually read it they're, and be done. Yeah, they're not very long, right? Yeah, so you can handle it all. Like you're not going to be reading this for a month or something, right? right. Um, and it's funny in in here. He, so a lot of his essays actually are combating or, or like answering things that Nietzsche had said because they were Nietzsche would propose something and then uh, peeps, uh, the peepster would come back and say, "Well, here's how we would answer that." And right. Uh, Thomistic understanding, but one of the things he gives Nietzsche credit for is he's uh, Nietzsche was uh, said that um, it's not about being able to have a festival; it's about being able to figure find people who could actually participate in them well. So, uh, mm-hmm. which I think that's very accurate even today. It's like G.K. Chesterton said something like, uh, "New York City, down, downtown New York City, is beautiful for those who cannot read." Because, you know, downtown, you know, there's all these lights, it's all colorful, it's all crazy, you know, it looks amazing. Yeah. Unless you know how to read, and then you realize a lot of it's not very good. Or right. Mor- moral. Right. You know, so, um, so anyway, so we're going to talk about festivity, we're going to talk about this book, um, and I'm sure we'll be talking, linking it to leisure, because, th- I mean, that's probably a good way to start, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, th- I would say it's a, a sub-virtue of leisure. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. Because it's a, it it's a, it's a, uh, having a festival is a type of leisure. Mm-hmm. You know, leisure is not a type of festival, but festival is you know falls under the category of, uh, you know, maybe like 
the fullest expression of leisure apart from the mass, you know, and because um, att- attending the mass is the highest form of leisure. Mm-hmm. But a festival is, you know, maybe next. Depending on what it is, sure. I mean, yeah, like, and how well it's done. Don't, don't hold me to that, but it's up there. You know what sure. I mean? So he talks about, and, and I, I kind of just uh, picked out about seven different things he, he, he goes through on some keys or ingredients sometimes he calls them ingredients of festivals okay and so i thought it'd be good to maybe talk about a couple of the you know some of those and then uh try to figure out how to apply those in in today's world okay um but so first of all he says that festivals can only arise from a working day you know which would make sense like easter you know without good friday there cannot be there can't be a Easter. Yeah. You know? he, do- he doesn't mean that you can't have a festival on saturday no, no, yeah. no. He's just talking. But if if there's not, if there's not a harvest, like if you haven't been working to sow and reap the heart, like the crop, then there's not a harvest, right? You know, so the this idea of having a festival, it needs to be something that's been worked for, you mm-hmm. know, and that there's a a a reason that you're you're having it. Otherwise, uh, otherwise you lose an essential element in the. Like the attitude that those who who are participating uh, should have, and it's like this ad- attitude of gratitude. You know what and, I mean? An affirmation. Yeah, exactly. An affirmation, as I believe he says. Yeah, he he kind of calls it that. Otherwise, you end up with like you know somebody who just has all this money, and like everywhere they go, in every room of their house, there's like a dish of caviar, and like they don't care. Like it's just oh sure, throw it all away. Right. I don't care about it. You know, there's. You just totally take it all for granted, you know. So if if you haven't worked, if if you haven't participated in the prerequisite, mm-hmm. that's you know just like what you said, like Lent comes before Easter. Mm-hmm. Without Lent, Easter doesn't have the significance, right? And I I, I wanted to talk about also like uh, Jason Craig who runs he does a, a spirit or no spade and gosh I can't remember his magazine, but he he has a magazine. Jason Craig he does great he does a has a great book on. Uh, Boyhood as well, defending boyhood, I believe is is what it's called. Uh, but he, he, I heard him give this talk, and he 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 made a, a a really good distinction between festivals and partying. Because you know, when you think of festivals, you think like, okay, let's all go you go party and things like that. Because here's the here here's the difference. Uh, it, it, the 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 guy who took the um his dad's inheritance and went and blew it went and partied. Yeah. When he came back. His dad slaughtered the uh, the fattened calf and had a feast. You know, uh, mm-hmm. the uh, the bo- the boy was going and running away from something. He was ta- he, he was saying no to everything, and uh, the the dad was coming back and saying yes to everything, uh, yes to this to to his repentance, yes for for him to come back. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, sure. And so, it, uh, festivals are not anything that we're saying no to it's an affirmation in fact that's what uh, people says it's an it, it the it's the essence of what a festival is is an affirmation it's a good right and also a party is the is its own end like the the end of a party is just to party the end of a festival is to celebrate a greater reality you know there is a higher reality and that's why you're having a feast you know uh, as a way of like expressing the thing that you, that you're seeking to 
celebrate, right? Mm-hmm. A party is just like, oh, let's party. Right, but when the prodigal son comes back, you know, and he... And there's something a greater good to be to be right. celebrated. Exactly. Uh, you know, and we so we slaughter They're the fat calf. A feast. Yeah. Put a robe on this and this guy. Like, how awesome would it be also to just get a like walk around with a robe was, on at that's a party? What, that's what I was trying to say about the Saint Joseph before we started recording. Like, like it would be pretty sweet. I, I. That's what I'm saying, bro. I think it'd be. I mean, it'd be weird in today's world. <laughs> totally. It would be a weird. I. I would be but, willing to embrace it though. <laughs> but it would be kind of cool. But yeah, but I mean, the prodigal son, he is the one, you know. Not a bathrobe, though. No, no, no. Totally different. Totally different. Yeah. But the prodigal son, he went out and partied. He said mm-hmm. no to all of his responsibilities. He right. said no to uh, reality, the things and, that he And why was he partying? Respons- Just to party. Just to party. Right, yeah. Uh, and, and then uh, blew all of his inheritance. He came back. His dad, uh, you know, threw a festival for him. Mm-hmm. And Jason Craig brought that up. And I'm not sure where he got that, but um, so that's not mine. But I thought it was a really good. A way to kind of distinguish between festivals I do, and I do. I like that. It is a good one. So, um, so okay, so you want to get into the ingredients of, of what he says, which the first one we've kind sure. of already uh, talked about, but he says play. Mm-hmm. Uh, leisure has to be part of a festival. Yeah, and I think that's so important because um, one thing that I learned from Sam Guzman, our buddy, uh, the Catholic gentleman, mm-hmm. uh, is that in heaven, that's principally what we'll be doing. We will be at play with the Lord. Like this, it's like this imaginative, uh, creative play, essentially. That will that like if you want to say like what will you be doing, it will be a form of play or rest. Yeah, but it's both. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I think it's interesting. Yeah. Something I'd have to think about. Totally. Um, but so so yeah, the uh, pleasure leisure is kind of the first ingredient, which. Mm-hmm. Uh, leisure again it has to be a realm of activity that is meaningful in and of itself right so mm-hmm. um, there's there's one contemplation is is the next one he brings up mm. and when you think of contemplation it's like well okay so what are you talking about like it, you know vocal prayer then meditation then contemplation is that what you're talking about no I don't think so no that's not what he's talking about he's talking about uh, the simple intuition of reason he's talking about the mind's eye resting on whatever manifests itself before him like understanding that reality is reality mm-hmm. you know understanding what is what what is going on in front of you right now um is is really what he's talking about okay mm-hmm. you have anything else to say about that or? no no i mean it's i have to think about that a little bit more but i mean but you, you talk about that all the time you, how like one of your main missions in life is to get people to just stop what you're doing oh, yeah and it, think and like be conscious for a second right like you realize that you're doing stuff right now Right, which I mean, between, which is part of which is between like, checking your Facebook page, you know, you actually accomplished something. I don't know if you knew that. So, like, you drove. People are driving. That really scares me. Like when they're yeah. like, there are thousands of people on the road right now who like might not even actually be aware that they're driving. I know this because it's happened to me. You get somewhere and you're like, oh, how did I get here? How did I get here? Yeah. Or you just start exiting and you're like, where are you going? It's like, oh, I don't know. You know this what? is just the way this I is... always go. Yeah. When I go places. <laughs> <laughs> so when we get back, we're going to continue talking about the ingredients of a festival according to Joseph Pieper and then how to apply it to our, our life. We'll be right back. Do you feel like God is calling you to go on a pilgrimage? 
Well, for the last 34 years, Select International Tours has been leading pilgrimages to holy sites all over the world. And you want when you go on pilgrimages, Dave, you want to make sure you have the great, the best hotels. You're touring with the best guides, and every detail has been addressed. And that's exactly what you're getting with Select International Tours. So, for more information, go to their brand new website, selectinternationaltours.com. They have been a sponsor of the Catholic Man Show for a long time now. Even during the COVID pandemic, they were still sponsoring our show. A lot of other tour companies were really shutting down. These guys were consistent. So go to selectinternationaltours.com to find out more information about all the great pilgrimages they offer all over the world. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Enjoying some Octomore. Talking about festivity. Happy Easter. Hallelujah. We are the Easter people. Have your kids been talking about the A word? My my girls all lent were like, we can't say the A word. Dude, okay, let me tell you something about just getting old. Because yeah. uh, I've, I've realized... My knees hurt in the morning. The last, the last couple of weeks, I've just realized that I'm getting older. Like mm-hmm. You know, you have these moments where you just realize... The reality of what's happening. Right. You contemplate reality and you realize, I'm just getting Like you're old. sitting in a chair and you're like, I got to pee, but that means I have to get up. And like... No, this is not the example I was going with. I was I'm going with... i uh, uh, I was getting gray hair. I'm getting gray hair. Okay, yeah. But another thing that happened was like, so we're in... But you're already married. I'm already married. You know, like... So it's okay. Who that's, cares? That's right. You're already married. I'm there. I've locked it in. Right. Uh, so we're sitting there at Easter Mass and, you know... Hallelujah was you know right before the gospel's going and like I'm over here like fighting tears you know as they were singing like the Hallelujah and I'm over here like you know trying my best because I don't want to make a scene I don't want anybody looking you know like I don't want my boys looking like what's wrong with dad because that would be the first thing they say and then it just brings up a whole deal where everybody's looking at dad and it's like just fight it fight it fight it you know and I'm like over here like try my best not to cry. Uh, on Easter Mass, when the Alleluia was happening, I would never have done that. Uh, even a few years ago, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just one of those things that happened. That you know, my dad has gotten softer in that, his older th- you age. You know what? It happens. Like, it just like you just get your heart. You, you uh, just, I don't know. Like you, you just, just get softer. You just yeah. I you agree. Just, like, I don't. I don't. You you just maybe get more. Maybe softer is not the right word. You know, like maybe that's just what we think it is. Yeah, maybe maybe we're, it's just like you're getting more in tune with like what's happened. Like, I think your the hormone, emotional side. I think it's your hormone My levels. Hormone getting, levels are <laughs> no. Low T. Yeah. I cannot. I cannot listen to a glory story without tearing. Dude, up. The glory stories. Glory stories, glory stories are. They will get you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're talking about festivity. We're talking about. Oh, we just went through uh, the first two, which was play or leisure was the first one. The second one was contemplation. Uh, the third one it is the uh, uh, phenomenon of wealth. Yes. You need magnificence. Uh, but he's not necessarily talking about money. Okay. Okay. I see, so he's not, I see what you're he's doing. Not, he's not talking about uh, money. Pl- the plenty. The plenty. So yeah. he's talking about... That's uh, what we were going for with the, with the uh, Octomore. You know, like... Something of plenty, right? So, but he's not even talking about uh, material things, but he's talking about a magnitude of like charity, a magnitude of uh, interesting, uh, you know, of uh, a magnitude of uh, atmosphere uh, among the community of of 
commonality of some of us all being together to celebrate. Yeah. Um, a spirit of cheer, of joy, um, and so there has to be a magnitude of that. In fact, so he's talk. He talks about how the naysayer cannot be cannot enjoy a festival, cannot participate in festivals. Uh, let's see. He says festivity is impossible to the naysayer. The, and, and he also and he uses naysayer in probably a different sense than what we use it in today. In today's world, we say naysayers, probably what? Negative Nancy is it? Yeah, haters. Haters, whatever you want to call. But uh, he's talking also about the money, which is something you... Nay, sir. Nay. Uh, something that you kind of alluded to earlier. He says uh, that the more money somebody has, and above all, uh, the more leisure time they have, because they don't have as much responsibility, they don't have as much work, uh, the more desperate it is uh, for them to be... to participate in this possibility of festivity yeah, they, they just see it as more impossible right right yeah it's like they can't even imagine like this idea you know this uh well-ordered idea of a festival it doesn't make sense to them because like well like to me to them that's like a tuesday mm-hmm. you know so what's what's so great about it you know? So one of the things also though that right, you know you think about when it's a, the, the a phenomenon of wealth is obviously Jesus' first public miracle. You oh, know, okay. it, the wedding feast. Of Cain. I mean, this is just sure. me. Uh, he doesn't bring this up, but I, that's just something that came to my mind whenever I was reading about this. Mm-hmm. Is obviously we're talking about uh, you know uh, an abundance of charity and things like that. But he also goes into talking about you know, the abundance of material things if possible. You know, food, right. drink, things like that. And you know, Jesus at um, uh, the wedding feast of Cana, you know, he didn't just make a little bit of good wine. Mm-hmm. He made a, a super a, abundance, a, a super abundant amount because it was a fest. It was a festival. Right. Yeah. Or the feeding of the 5,000. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, that's another one that he talks about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, like the, the, the important element here is that like, why is a festival, why are we holding it in such high regard? It's because there's symbolic truths to it, but there's also just realities behind it um, that like bring you in, in accordance with higher truths. Uh, you know, we are the body of Christ. Um, we are not many bodies, but we are one body. And so when you have a festival, you have all of these parts participating in an organized way in this one celebration. You know, it's like, th- okay, think about a potluck dinner. You know, that might be a more down-to-earth example, something everybody knows about, you know, you you don't have to bring a whole dinner. You bring one, you know, like one side item. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, when you get there, there's, I mean, there's no way you can eat all the food, right? Right. Uh, I mean, just because it's... Gluttonous, right, if you did. The, and so by you participating in just this this little way, it all of a sudden you have everything that you need, you know, here's the whole the whole body acting as one, celebrating some higher higher uh, truth mm-hmm. yeah so that's i mean that's why it's better than like oh it's a great it's a feast day i'm gonna go out and you know go get a, a fancy steak dinner by myself right you know that's that's a form of feasting but it's not uh it's not on the same level as a festival like we're talking about that may be more celebrating than a festival uh, you mean a feast? Yeah. You mean going out for a going steak dinner? Yeah, 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 yeah. More celebrating. Right, but there's still like a, a feasting element, element to, it, to it, right? You know, yeah. like, oh, it's a special thing. I don't usually do this. Sure. I'm honoring, a, you know, it still could be a good thing, but you're doing it by yourself. It's just not, it doesn't have all the same uh, 
it, it's right. not doing it to the same degree as when you would come together as a community. Right. Uh, the next one he talks about is affirmation, which we've kind of touched on a little bit. But he actually says that uh, that affirmation is the substance of, of festivity. That uh, festivals are impossible, like to the naysayers, like we said. And the more money, oh, already already said that the more money they have, the the harder it is for uh-huh. them to actually uh, enjoy and partake in the in festivities. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he um, says festivities live on affirmation. Uh, even celebrations for the dead, like when we have All Souls Day or Good Friday, it's still a a, a sort. It's what he says, a sort of, of festival. It's a so, sort of uh, uh, celebration because this isn't something that we're you know also this life isn't permanent. You know, it isn't what we're shooting for. It's right. the next life, and so yeah. in a Christian understanding of knowing what our end is, which is hopefully to be in front of the beatific vision, which is what he talks about, like. Uh, earlier, he he actually uh, quotes uh, St. John Chrysostom about um, the essence of man and like how we are made for the beatific vision, and he uses the Latin form, which maybe you know what the Latin form of beatific vision is, but uh, I, I'm not, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but beatifico yeah. visio, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm sure that's it. Yeah, uh, you yeah. probably nailed but it. You, you probably throw an O at the end of it, and right. you know, it probably works. Um, or an orum. Orum, yeah. 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 Um, but uh, you know that's what we're 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 made for, um, and so um, even when we celebrate the dead and on All Souls Day, it's still a form of festival. Yeah. So this idea of affirmation, I think this is like where it all the like the rubber really meets the road because uh, this is where you're saying it is good that we are here. Right. You know, it is good that you, I say it is good that you are here, um, and it is good to live. It is, it is good to exist. It is good that we are. It is right. good. And it, by saying that, you're saying it is good that he is. Right. You know, um, so this is where you, you celebrate God's life-giving love. You celebrate the work and creation of, of him. I mean, you can't, at the end of the day, you can't actually celebrate anything if you're not celebrating the Lord. Right, and he talks about that. I you mean, know, he, he goes into it. Shock, shocker, but that's what he goes into. It's, it, it's fake and hollow if you're trying to sell it. And if it really is a celebration... In the end, you are celebrating God. The divine. Right, the divine, exactly. Um, and so the affirmation piece is like, it's really, really big because... Well, like you said, it's the essence of, of, of festivity, uh-huh. or the substance of festivity. Right. Not the essence, but and, the substance. And so like... Philosophical terms It's just something, something to, to think about when, sure. you, when you're having, you know, especially if you're throwing a, a festival, you know... I, when we keep using the word festival, I'm thinking like a carnival, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like the fair. And, and that's not, I don't think, what, what he means when he says festival. Uh, I mean, I think he just means... Well, so at the very beginning, the, he gives a caveat at the very beginning of this book that the word festival means a lot of different things, and he does not go to uh extent of like trying to dissect exactly what festival means, right. because it can't... Okay. He also, it's also used, the word is also used for after work. Um, you know, or vacation, or like, and uh, actually, a, a festival like what we think of, or a carnival. Like, there's mm-hmm. many different uh, forms of what festival means in 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 uh, the Latin form. Right. So he he does he goes. This is what they all mean. It's your job to kind of use that and understand that and and uh, transcribe it the way you want. Yeah, exactly. So it could just mean any kind of celebration, mm-hmm. really. Um, but you need to have that element of affirmation. And the more, um, 
the more obvious, the more overt it is, the greater I think the other ingredients become, especially the contemplation. You know, if it's unreality. Yeah. You know, if it's if it's very obvious, like this is why we're gathering, you know, there's there's it's a joyous occasion. You know, that just gives uh, a, a more and better opportunity to bring that contemplation into it. And as you start to have that and, you know, gaze upon these realities in your mind's eye, you can find that rest and that joy, mm-hmm. which is the whole purpose of Right, and that's your, your response, right? Your response is the joy of, yeah. of everything that is good, which is the next bullet point. So when we get back, we'll pick up there and talk about joy. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles. I want to give a shout out to a listener named Aaron. Ask everybody to pray for him. He's discerning his vocation. Oh yeah. So uh, everyone, please pray for Aaron. Pray, pray for Aaron, if you would. We actually had another uh, patron uh, reach out on fa- on our Council of Man page. He's discerning the priesthood. Sweet. And uh, he was saying he was he's in Canada. He didn't know what the regulations were from Canada to the U.S., wanting some clarity. Is that right, Jim? Am I saying that correctly? Yes? Yes. Clarity on what? Exactly how it works. Like, for know. Oh, for Patreon? No, 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 no. For just the paperwork, I'm assuming, and everything like that coming from the dioceses in Canada to the U.S. Oh, he's moving here. He's considering it, yes. Gotcha. I was like... What are you talking about? Sorry. You know? Yes. Father, the, Father Father O'Brien. Our, our good friend Father O'Brien O'Brien is helping him. Nice. Shocker. He's like super helpful. Happy Dingus Day to Father O'Brien. O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> he, he will laugh. I bet you he's driving right now and laughing. Yeah. We're listening to this. Okay. I hope so. Okay. So we talked about, uh, before the break, we were talking about the affirmation part uh, and, and that'd be the, the sub the substance of a festival and their response to this affirmation is joy. Yeah. And I loved, uh, I, I mean, there are so many things. Of that all the said. quotes you have in your notes, the one you're about to read is my favorite. Yeah. So joy is the response of a lover receiving what he loves. Mm-hmm. Joy is a response of a lover receiving what he loves. And I just lo- like when I hit, when I read, I, I was, I was reading that in adoration and like another moment where I've had these moments recently where I'm just like fighting back tears. I don't know what's going on here. I'm a donkey but, uh, on the edge. <laughs> yeah. I'm just uh, living a glass case of emotions. <laughs> um, but uh, I just about broke down right then too reading that. It's just like that is just so beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it that is. is simplistic. Is It's just exactly no more no- needs to be said about it. It's just yeah. that is it. That um, is beautiful. So uh, a, a festival becomes a true festivity only when a man affirms the goodness of his existence by offering the response of joy. Bingo. So that's that's why joy plays such a huge role. Okay, so uh, I want to like... Be, you can't be grumpy during a festival. Bring it... I want to like bring it down to like a practical level now because... Okay, so if you're on sea dues, how are you going to be grumpy? You're not. I've never seen a sad person on, on, a, a, on a jet ski. Yeah, right. Over the age of twelve, because <laughs> right, I have seen some, some people crying. Just, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I still think they could have been happy. <laughs> just terrified. <laughs> Joyfully terrified. Right. Still happy to be there, but 
What's Make Christianity like? Joyfully terrifying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> if you do it right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So like, here's I want to I want to Adam throw out my personal struggles mm. in feasting well. I'm listening. I like I like when you throw out your struggles because I'm like, all right, it's Easter, baby. Right. I'm eating all the cake. <laughs> I mean, all the cake. I'm only eating cake, and I'm eating all of it. Right. I had chocolate cake for breakfast. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I I I have this tendency to like oh just justify my gluttony because right. it's Easter, right? Mm-hmm. And uh. Under like the the banner of oh I'm feasting, you know, and like at some on some level it's like oh well I want to feast in such a way that is in, different it's than- proportionate to the like the gravity of the feast, sure. and so it's like yes I should be eating cake all the time because Easter is that awesome. Like if Easter had never happened, there would be there would not be a reason to ever have a celebration for anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no reason to party at all or to celebrate. Maybe only only party would be the only thing to do, just to like right try away. to like pass the time, right? Sure. Um, so it's like, but Easter did happen. So like, let's like let them eat cake. Mm-hmm. Let me eat cake, mm-hmm. right? You know what I'm saying? But I know at the end of the day, like, that's not it. You still have to be temperate in your right. things, you know? Right. So how how do you... Is like, oh, I will have one piece of cake. Like, to me, that's not necessarily... Well, so I think it depends on how, uh, how you have already, like, ordered your appetites. Okay. Right? So as you continue growing and you, 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 you know... You, you train your your body to where your irascible and your concupiscent appetites are under control, where they're not controlling you any longer in your life, where you're not like uh, going out and just like reacting to these appetites. And you, you every mean single your intellectual and your physical appetites. Uh, I mean my your concupiscible, concupiscible and irascible appetites, which are uh, in layman's and, terms. So concupiscible, concupiscible would be like your your concupiscible, 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 yeah. Concupiscible. Yeah. So it'd be like your sexuality. No, like your, not, your, I didn't your, say it your, right. Se- your sexual desires. Uh-huh. Um, your raspal appetites are, are like, you know, those uh, moments of instinct of like uh, either attack or like, uh, or um, probably gluttony would be another one, wouldn't it? I mean, wouldn't that consider be consider being one okay. under your raspal yeah. appetites? So when you have these appetites in order, where they're not controlling you any longer, but you are, are able to, that's why the, the importance of, of fasting, right? That's the importance of Lent. That's why, you know, we're, we're, we're uh, you know, you're, you're denying the good. To put yourself in control. To get yourself them, back in, right. the, in the control. You, you have a clear understanding of how to celebrate well. So whenever you, you have denied yourself uh, and you, you've, you've said, no, my, my appetites are not controlling me, but I'm controlling my appetites, then you no longer have to, or you you don't have to worry near as much about gluttony or you don't have to worry near as much about overdoing things or reacting or acting on impulses because you've already the virtue is already there the habitual ha- habit of of denying those uh, impulses over and over again have already been kicked in and so uh, are already kicking in and so you know nope that's a little too far so it's the same way with like it'd be great to have 
uh, three really really nice beers, you know, in this fe- in this festival. I know that it would not be good. Hilarity, here we come. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's like I know it would not be good for me to have six really nice beers in this festival, even though I probably could do that, and that would be a you know a way of celebrating. But I know my appetites would not, you know, my 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 person would not be able to right. uh, sustain that because you're not man enough for it, right? Sure. I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> sure. I'm whatever. just kidding. Yeah. That's not. That's not the. But that. But that's. But that's. The that's not what we're of, trying to promote so that's, here. Yeah. But so that's the importance of making sure when we're talking about being temperate yeah. and we're talking about understanding like and, and continually denying uh, your appetites and have and being in control of them, and you can only feast whenever you do have those in control. Absolutely. You can only enjoy them and for the sake of their goodness. When you do have them under control, if we had Octomore every single episode or every single day, it would not be such a treat. Yeah, it, you know, it would eventually just be another drink that we've had. Also, we'd all be broke. Yeah, <laughs> after week two. Right. Um, but uh, but um, y- you know, you ha- not a bad way to go broke though. <laughs> <laughs> we'll throw that out there. So I mean, that that would be my answer. It's like yeah, of, no, of I course- think that's a great answer uh, because. No, I, I 100% agree that when you fast, you learn to be the one in control of your appetites instead of uh, your appetites being in control of you. And so when you feast, you need to maintain. That's actually why you fast first. So when you feast, if you are like releasing control of those appetites, that's actually not feasting. That's debauchery. Okay. Um, and that's not what we need to do. So we need to, yes, feast while we maintain control of those appetites. And when you do, that is that is feasting well. Exactly. So whether you're having three pieces of pie or, you know, like... Three pies. Or, yeah, or three pies. As long <laughs> as you're doing it, while you, while you maintain that control over, mm-hmm. you know, like, you're not just doing it as a reaction or like out of desire you're doing it intentionally like you're right. saying yes this is how i this is how i think we should be well and fa- acting uh, brother and- father maury told us whenever he was giving it a talk to us he said every time you sit down for dinner uh you should you should have one thing that you give up that no one else knows that no one else 10 people could watch you eat and not any of any 10 would be the exact same answer of what did he give up for, for this meal. Yeah. You know, so every time you feast, you still should like have once uh, some sense of denying yourself uh, something, you know, and it be just between you and, and obviously God and, uh, you know, no one would really know about it. Pamela, Lady Pamela was telling me, she was reading in one of her Catholic mom books that for Lent, this family, they pray and then they all count to 40 before they eat. They do, they do that during Lent. Uh, what it, a great... What a great idea. Every, every day at Lent, they count to 40 before they before anyone eats after they pray. I thought it was like really funny and also like really brilliant. That San, is awesome. San Jose Maria Escriba says that a meal eaten without a sacrifice is a meal eating like a pig. Right. Yeah. And that, I think he pulled that quote from that. Yeah. So uh, the, so we're, we're about to run out of time here. So I want to make sure we, we touch on the other two, which was pretty easy. So it has to be in concrete form. So it has to be in reality. And so he brings up, you know, uh, music art the the liberal arts yeah bring the beauty bring the beauty into mm-hmm. the uh, into uh the festivities it brings in reality beauty brings truth right helps you with all those things yeah. right so that's one one and the other one is is it has to be public in nature in nature 
Mm-hmm. Which the body it, of Christ. The body of Christ. We yep. kind of talked about, you know, we're all in communion with one another. So right. it has to be, so it, can, so it needs to be a public event. It needs mm-hmm. to be something that we all gather together. But you need to bring yourself well-ordered to the feast because uh, like that's kind of what Nietzsche was saying is the hard part's not having a festival, but finding anyone who, who can, can enjoy who it. Can enjoy it. So bring yourself with the willpower that you have gained from the fast. That way you don't have to enter into feasting with scrupulosity over your shoulder, right? Like, oh, because you, you cannot feast right while being scrupulous right. it, you know it's a the demon w- are waiting on either side of the virtue right right and so yep. so uh if you're listening on the radio right now go check us out on the catholic man show we have we're going to talk a little bit about uh, uh merry christmas and the best wishes of merry christmas and happy holidays and how this relates to it so go check us out the catholic we're on the lord's team the winning side so raise your glass and cheers to jesus Dave, uh, I think that will you read that? If you'll read that little section right there, I know that it's it's three four lines, but I think it really brings home. I, I thought it was really interesting. Can uh, I, should I do it with a German accent, like as if I was Zapipa? I don't think that would Zapipa. be the best. When the festival goes <laughs> goes as it should, men receive something that is not in human power to give. This is by now almost forgotten reason for the age-old custom of men wishing one another okay. well on Here, the great festival. No one is <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Swedish, really, I think, would do this more justice. <laughs> when a festival goes as it should, men receive something that it is not in their power to give. This is by now almost a forgotten reason for the age-old custom of men wishing one another well on great festival days. But the real thing we are wishing is the success of the festival celebration itself, not just its outer forms and enrichments, but the trimmings. But bought the trimmings? Not not just the outer the, forms but and enrichments, but the trimmings, but the gift that is meant to be the true fruit of the festival. Renewal, transformation, rebirth. Nowadays, to be sure, all this can barely be sensed behind the trite formula Happy holidays. Right. So, I mean, that was awesome. Whenever, whenever I read that, I realized that, you know, when we say, we wish you a Merry Christmas, you know, we wish that you have a, you know, not only that you feast well, but that uh, the divine, like that you encounter the divine, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that's what we used to say. Now, you know, obviously that goes all for naught when, when you say happy holidays. Yeah. And um, it's so important to do this because feasting, like like leisure, you know, this is a form of leisure. It's like what this. It's what life is about. Mm-hmm. Um, we life is not about working, right? It's about it, rest, and it's not about success. No, it's about rest. Uh, you know, in your in your endeavors, we should seek to be successful in our endeavors. Obviously, um, but life is about rest. Um, we were made to rest in Christ. So we say eternal rest granted to them, O Lord. Right. May he, he may rest in Christ. Right. In the garden, there was not there was not toil. Um, that's not to say that there was nothing for man to do in the garden. He still had to oversee the garden, right? Mm-hmm. But he didn't have to toil in the garden um, like man does today. Right. To to bring about those the same fruit. So this is what we're made for. This is when we have a a feast when we have holy leisure. Th- these are the moments where we, we glimpse into the good things that the Lord 
has desired for us. Um, it's when we get the closest view of that which eye has not seen, ear has not heard, um, what, what it is, those great things that God desires to give us, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why it's so important to, to do feasting well, to, to know how to do it. And to pre- practice it. Because it's, it's a preparation for, for eternity. Exactly. Just like friendships, just like uh, right. you know, leisure just, uh, festivals is a preparation for the other side of the veil. But it's not enough just to know. It's like, oh, okay, cool. I'll do that next time. Um, because this is a virtue. It needs, it needs to be practiced. Like, you can't just hear, listen to this, or read, read Peeper's book, and then like, oh, yep, okay, I know how to feast now. I'm like a pro feaster because I read the book. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's something that has to be learned. It's a it's a habit, right? Mm-hmm. Just like all of the other virtues. And so it's, um, uh, luckily, it's something that we need to really practice a lot. Well, And, and it, Easter is a great time to do it. You know, we're in the octave. Like, right. every day is a feast. Um, right. And in true Benedictine form, you know, hospitality plays a huge role right. in, fe- in, in festivities, right? That's the, why I hope I the get... The virtue of hospitality. So I hope I'm rich someday, so I can just be, like, super hospital. But hospitable. Hospitable. Practice, practice the virtue of magnificence. Yeah. Yes. God, I would be so magnificent. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's something that my mom is really, really good at, is is the host. Uh-huh. And your mom. I mean, yeah. both of our moms are really yeah, good they are. At, at, at being hospitable. Like, so, so for instance, uh, this Easter, we had uh, our family come in. Also, Jay Thomas. Jay Thomas Jay is. Thomas Deacon, is like... Deacon Jay Thomas. Thank you. Deacon Jay Thomas. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Is a... The, and, and his wife, Kelsey. The Thomases. Right. Uh, and the Posadas. Outstanding. The Posadas are another one. Yeah, they're pretty Juan, good. Juana is pretty good as well. They're pretty good. But so one thing that we did that I thought was uh, really good like for our family uh, this this um, Easter weekend was my my family all came into town at my parents' house, and we had a uh, wiffle ball game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we picked side, you know, we, we drew names, picked teams, played wiffle ball. Then afterwards, as soon as when we were done, we came in. We we had a we had like refreshments. We cooled off. We had a, a a nice dinner prepared. My mom like went above and beyond to make sure that the table was all set really nice. It looked festive. It looked it looked uh, appropriate for the occasion. Apropos. Apropos. Yes. Uh, and we had uh, you know music playing. I mean, it was just like everything. All the little details were there to make. Uh, to ha- to cultivate a good time together, to 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 generate the memories, to generate uh, or to create the memories, and to uh, are you gonna like just put that up? Yeah, we were talking about hospitality. It's like I'm taking that home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, so I think that it, I think so. I think uh, tradition plays a huge role in in festive. Like will we'll, we'll help uh, play a huge role in festivities. Like in, oh yeah, in, totally. Um, I'm glad tra- you said that. Tradition is mm-hmm. a huge is a huge part of as long as it's rooted in the divine, which is something sure. that uh, Peeper talks about in Leisure: The Basis of Culture. That if tradition is not rooted in uh, like religious truth, mm-hmm. then it beca- actually becomes a, a new form of work. Well, it, it's very similar to friendship. Yeah. But but friendship, really thought about friendship I mean, though has a natural good uh, apart from a supernatural good. Sure. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's not quite the same. But like, if you have a, you yeah. know, a, a day that like, oh, if there's a federal holiday, and there's all these traditions that like, oh, you have to. This is what we do on this day. Why? I don't know. 
someone in the government made it up and like they thought it would be fun. Mm-hmm. And, and like, oh, okay, there's not a real reason to it. It's just like what we all do. It, it ends up just becoming work. Like, oh, yeah, there's just one more thing I have to do. And, you know, so if it's not rooted in, in, in the divine, then it actually isn't leisure. And I think we were talking about that with festivals. I for, actually forgot where, wait, wait, forgot how I got to that point. But that no, is nonetheless true, no matter if I forgot what I was really saying or not. Thus saith. Yeah. Uh, David, Don D- David. Dixit. Secret Dixit. Secret Dixit. Don David. As he said. As he said. In Latin. Nice. Yeah. See, I basically... You, you can speak it. I mean, you're I'm like fluent. mucho fluent over here. Mucho bene. Yeah. I am going to start just like mixing Spanish and I do and it all Latin. the time. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm way... Adam, way ahead of you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh... What's uh like? What's apart from like this Easter? What do you have a like any pro tips? Like uh, you know, feasting to, to hacks, feasting? so to speak. Feasting like, hacks. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So here's something that else that I do. Um, uh, typically on my around my birthday is that I invite most of my friends over. Uh, I didn't invite you this year, but next year maybe you can make the cut. Um, but. I, I invite so. I, I invite most of my friends over, and we have uh like I smoke ribs and brisket or a pork butt or something like that all all day long, and then I ha- we have like little like swimming pools or something like that for the kids. Um, I think that as long as you, to me, it, it's more about the details of a uh, of the event. So if you are hospitable and you're you're um focused on your on your guests and what they may want then that's going to generate a better festivity mm-hmm. than uh, just like let's just throw some things together uh, so you know you, you you're aware of your audience and so you know I make sure that the kids are taken care of because I have been to parties where you know we have four kids there's a lot of us a lot of families have six 10 12 kids you know and so it's yeah. hard. Some, some have 30. 30 kids. Yeah. Right. Crazy. Um, but sometimes parties are, are more work than, uh, than, than leisure because all you're doing is chasing your kids around yeah. and trying to make sure that they're not breaking the, the home right. that you're in. Yeah. Do um, not jump on that couch. Right. And so if you have some order in your family. Do not express you the, ma- the magnitude of punishment that will... That will right. come down upon you if you jump on that couch. So if you have order within the family, but you also are under like, give them something to do, um, to where they can be together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that helps. So whether it's some kind of craft for the kids, uh, you know, you generate, you facilitate ways of community within mm-hmm. uh, with with the wives, with the husbands, with the kids, like, you know, and all, all of us all together. How do we, how do we, uh, be in communion with one another in our age, age ranges, but then all as a whole body of people who are in festivity. Mm -hmm. That probably did not answer your question, but that's what I was looking for something a little bit more specific, but well, I'm trying to have one. Okay. Okay, One One has one. So what we do in my family is, we look in the calendar of the month and we see what feast days of saints are coming. 
and we see, oh, you know, Saint Jupon the Second feast is coming, Cake. and he's one of our namesakes. So we have a, Cake. we throw a party. My godson, your your godson. We throw a party in honor of that of that saint, but that's a way to throw a feast and then and have cake and have cake yeah and order your life uh, semi liturgically right when you had when you yeah, take when those things into considerations yeah. and it just gives you so many opportunities to practice perfection in feasting because there's a lot of feasts out there hi i'm just like excited to be to perfect feasting right that is, it sounds fun. Right, I know. It's like, in one, like what I like to do, exactly what you're saying is to take a calendar and like, all right, whose feast days are this month? And then in that moment decide, I have a very strong devotion to every single one of these saints. <laughs> well, what am not, I fi- not previously, but as of right now, going forward, yeah. I am... St. Cuthbert, I am a big fan of me you. And Stanis- me and Stanislaus, like we go way <laughs> back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. One of my favorite traditions that has been going three years strong now is for San Michael the Archangel feast day. I have a piñata with the devil's face in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's and the awesome. kids just beat on that piñata, and then we usually have a priest over, and the priest delivers the final blow. Yeah. In that piñata with a. I have some bat. sweet pictures yeah. over the years. This next this. year we're gonna have a real sword fight. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Santi versus Jude. It's going to be sweet. Things are going to get ugly. Yeah. They'll have pads on. Okay. Don't worry. Okay, good. But I think uh, a good thing to do, like I've been to some, you know, exactly what we're talking about. Uh, hey, it's this great saint. You know, let's get together, celebrate his feast day. I, you know, recently had a went to a party for St. Joseph, you know, on his feast day. This is the year of St. Joseph. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like you could have a, you could, all year, you could have a party for St. Joseph any day. Mm-hmm. It's the year of St. Joseph. Why not, right? Um, so, and I've been to a lot of these. What I think is a really, really nice touch, uh, which has a way of kind of like bringing all these elements together, is incorporating the Angelus into the, into you know, like bringing prayer into it. I mean, it's like, that's why you're here. You know, it's like, we're not just using this as an excuse to eat cake. Like, as, you know, like, Although that would be cool, you know, um, but on a natural level, uh, yeah. Like for me, that's all. I mean, I'm sure. Send well, the invitation. Back, you're but, bringing in the divine, right? Exactly. But it, I, it has a way of orienting the party. I think towards the end, um, which is you know why we're here is to celebrate this great work that or this great thing that God has done through this saint or uh, you know whatever it is that you're that you're celebrating. It doesn't have to be the Angelus, but. Um, just some sort of the angelus is a good a good one to do it's not too long mm-hmm. um and uh, i was gonna say everybody knows it but actually everyone doesn't know it but everyone should know it um and so it's like chances are you can help educate some of the people who are there i mean there you might have people at your party who have never prayed the angelus it's, right that is very possible one of the uh, best things about working from home whenever we were working when i was working from home was that I had the opportunity to pray the angels with my wife and kids every day at noon, mm-hmm. and like, so you pray. So if you set an alarm on your phone at noon and just label it Angelus alarm, uh, you know, at noon during lunch, if you orient a lot of your prayers with eating, you won't forget to pray because you won't forget to eat. So yeah. you're going to pray. So uh, 
so if you have the alarm there, then it's very easy to pray it and, and get into the habit of praying it. But praying it with the family, praying it with uh, a group of people is um, is, a, is a great way to bring mm-hmm. the divine into, like, or, or uh, bring yourself into the divine of the event. Yeah. Yeah, so I think things like that, um, and if you're the one hosting, even if you're not the one hosting, um, you can just Suggest say, like, it. yeah, like, uh, hey, it's... It's the thing, and the thing about the Angelus is you can just say like, hey, it's three o'clock. You guys want to pray the Angelus? You know, right. like, it doesn't have to be noon. Right. Uh, or the Divine Mercy chat. Uh, Divine Mercy is, is another great one. Right. So anyway. Uh, yeah. So, you know, like make make the feast about int- make the feast about what it's really about. And be it intentional. I mean, don't be afraid to make it the make yep. it the real deal. No diggity. Yeah. No doubt. I guess that's that's the end. I I can't think